Welcome to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm Chase, and I'm here with my co-host, Lily. Hey, guys. And we are a supernatural and horror podcast where we like to tell each other scary stories that are allegedly true, and sometimes we have some drinks or something along the way to make it a little bit more fun. I know Lily's definitely having a drink tonight. I'm having little drinks. Little, yeah. Also known as <laughs> shots. To those of you unawares, uh, little drinks, shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little yeah. drinks makes it sound so innocent. Shots makes it sound hardcore. Yeah, I've decided I'm going to call them little drinks. I'm just having a little drink tonight. So I'm having water, but I'm being a little bit bad because I'm also eating huckleberry licorice that I bought online. <laughs> I could not resist. It's Australian style liquor. So don't worry, it's not the black licorice for all you people who are like going, Hugh! no different thing we only know like three people including me who actually likes black licorice so who are the other two people tell me they're at least in their 30s if not are they like in their 80s <laughs> well our uh our good friend tyler he likes licorice just okay, like me fair, fair. Me and okay. him, we, that's something we bonded over um almost everyone else is like my parents or <laughs> something like that so Palette. don't shame me i'm not shaming you're just an old soul that's all i'm saying but I have a feeling some of our listeners, particularly in New Mexico, might be doing a little bit of smoking tonight. Oh, because that's right. just a few days ago, uh, recreational use marijuana got legalized here in New Mexico. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for it. I hear I'm a lot funnier when people are high. So <laughs> please, by all means. Well, they made something like two and a half or some million dollars in the first day. So probably like that first hour. I mean, seriously. So for all you local listeners who are having a little smoke up i hope i hope it makes our show even better i'm talking to you i'm talking directly to your face oh my god anyway so be prepared i'm never prepared i would be kicked out of the boy scouts so uh episode's a little late but it's because lily was putting down some serious research on this one it's a long one like i had such i had a good time with this one but also i had to edit so much because there's so much. This possibly could have been a two-episode thing, but I thought maybe let's just make it a really juicy episode, and that's what I decided on. So I won't be doing a story this week, but I will be doing one next week, and yeah. it might be a quick-fire episode, but I think that's all right. That's okay. Yeah, it'll be two in one week, because we've been so bad that two episodes in one week can't be that bad. All right, Lily, so why don't you take one more little drink, and let's get to it. <laughs> okay, let me take a teeny tiny nothing drink. okay so my story for today is the crescent hotel the crescent hotel yes so (laughs) it's interesting that i i it was seriously not on purpose and i know because of the whole moon night thing and you're obsessed with moon night and it just came out totally different honestly has nothing to do with that i'll Um, be the judge of that (laughs) you're like that's so moon night of you (laughs) Um. (laughs) i need to say that more in life how moon night (laughs) And that's actually very possible considering how many personalities he has that you can be you can say that to a lot of people. <laughs> All right, so tell so, me about the Moon Knight Hotel. Yes, yeah, so the Moon Knight <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I tripped you up. I hate you. So the Crescent Hotel is located in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Okay. Now, it is a very popular story. Or as our friend would say, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> So this is a very popular story, and a lot of people might have already heard of it, um, which is fine. You know, it's it's, a, it's one of those things that people kind of know about, but you might have lost some details along the way. So stick right. around; it's still going to be great. Okay, I sure as hell learned a lot of things. So let's let's get into it. So, like many good haunting stories, usually means they have a very disturbing history. So that's where I'm going to start. Okay. Now, the hotel was built in 1886, and... Man, what's up with the 1800s and horror? <laughs> That's just when people really, really hated everything. I mean, it sounds like the 1800s might have been the darkest era in modern human history, so, because almost every horror story, and we don't even do it intentionally, we read about, is always tied back to something in the 1800s. I will say, I thought about this. As I was writing the story... I thought about it and I realized that I only really say 1800s a lot if we're in the States, which totally makes sense because we're we're not an old country. Now, once I do it, like if I ever do a story on old Native American folktales or something in South America, it might be even older. Like it'll be like obviously uh, BC stuff. But right now 
We're now, in the 1800s. I get that you said when you say 1800s, but you seem to be forgetting like the last couple stories I've done were not in the United States oh, and they're all true. 1800s. Yeah, I don't know what's up with you then. It's <laughs> it's a you thing. Don't worry guys, I'm taking a break from from the 1800s for a little while so you guys can take a breather and I'm going to hit up something else. Well, I'm in the United States right now, so we're in the 1800s. <laughs> and it happened. Yeah. And so this building was originally built as a luxury hotel for the rich and famous. But for one reason or another, it only stayed as a hotel for 22 years before it fell into hard times, which I'm guessing has to do with the Great Depression. So I'm not super surprised. I always have a hard time feeling bad for businesses that are geared for luxury and they fail. It's kind of like, eh, I don't care. So you don't feel bad? I don't feel bad. Oh, oh, I I think you... (laughs) No, I have a hard time caring because... Their whole point. Well, is, they're already like excluding. Well, because you it's know. lavish, they that just means they're charging a premium. Meaning, well, yeah. they're charging more than something's worth because of the idea that it's a luxury. So, if they fail, it's kind of like, well, it's not like you were struggling. I mean, I guess it depends on your perspective. Like, if if you go there for a treat, then it's pretty cool. But if you go there because you're just super freaking rich and then it's just every day so it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. it's just like the hotel trying to make money and you know whatever so yes the hotel it is located like i said in eureka springs on a kind of a remote location on a hill that's surrounded by forest it is actually very beautiful when you look at the pictures it sounds nice already yeah um, i read somewhere that the building has 78 rooms but now that it's I think about that it, big. no. But like, it is a big building, and it and it, but it has also grand rooms, you know. Oh, so yeah, so that was going to be my other question: Was this seventy eight rooms when it was built, or is it seventy eight rooms now? Because usually, when hotels had a lot more rooms back then, like even as early, I mean, even as recently as nineteen twenty, yeah. Now they will have like cut down walls and yeah. made like two rooms into one. Bum, bum, bum. That's Not a good sure. question. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, no. It's just something I'm trying to. I'm trying to picture yeah. this. But like you said, if they're grand rooms and luxury, I'm assuming a luxury room then was probably even bigger than just a standard. room. I mean, today. at some point there was like a bowling alley, like stuff like that. Okay. So yeah. Now in 1908, the building reopened as Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women, but that eventually closed down. In 1930, it was converted into a junior college. But that also had a little phase and fizzled out. Another hiccup. Another hiccup. And it wasn't until finally, in 1937, it went under new management and transformed into a hospital slash health resort. Oh, no. Oh, yes. The new owner, uh, his name was Norman G. Baker, was known for being... So he's been known for a lot of things. A radio broadcaster, entrepreneur, inventor. The list kind of goes on. Jack of all trades. Um, a jackass, I think, more is what the <laughs> here is the answer. So he is most famously known, like at the beginning of his career, for inventing the calliope. I think that's how you say it. There was like some some debate, on, even online, of how to pronounce this, but calliope. I went calliope. Can yeah. You, oh, wait, just just for my own sake, can you? Spell oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, how do I spell it? So C A L L. So like call. Yeah. I-O-P-E. So apparently it's a god. Like, I don't know if it's Greek god or Roman god. I, You know, I, I just was online and people were debating about the, the pronunciation. So I went with calliope because I thought it sounded pretty. It's also referred to as a steam organ, to which at the time would have been most commonly used for riverboats and at the circus. And it kind of makes like a really loud sound. It has some sort of variations, obviously, into in like different tunes, but it can have the potential of carrying multiple miles across so it's it's you know it's loud but it also I, well, i've had I a mean, shot already is he really <laughs> that famous because i've never even heard of this uh so that's not what he's famous for that oh. was his earlier career okay so i'm kind of getting into the baker era right now is what i'm gonna call it now when he was on the radio that's kind of more or less when he started to make more of an impact on society okay his initial intention and alleged reason to start a radio station was to make his town of Muscatine famous across the Midwest. 
This is also the reason he was granted the radio station. However, it wasn't long until Baker decided to attack other radio stations for monopolizing the airwaves, and in particular, like companies like AT&T. He spent a lot of money and time in litigations over his allegations. So he was, he was suing, he was being sued. So again, I didn't spend a lot of time in this part of the history because even though it's interesting, it wasn't relevant. However, I did manage to get a quote and it said, uh, quote, Baker was often in libel suits against his detractors, real or imagined, end quote. So what the hell is that supposed to mean? In essence, I, I chose this quote because what I did read, he was kind of a little crazy. He's a lunatic? He kind of went on a lot of rants, if you know what I'm saying. Wait, so the owner of the Crescent Hotel is a lunatic? <laughs> he should be admitted. So one thing to note Around this time in his history, he also campaigned against mandated cattle TB tests, water fluoridation, vaccinations, and aluminum cookware because he claimed that all these factors caused half of all cancer cases. So he was like, you know, whatever. So he was kind of advocating for that. This is also around the time he learned the cure for cancer from some guy in Kansas City. Which, by the way, uh, the five patients that he that were administered for the testing of this cure all died. <laughs> I was going to say, so, <laughs> I mean, obviously his cure didn't work because right. we wouldn't have cancer today. Or they, those five patients wouldn't have died either. Now, don't worry, though, because this did not deter Baker from continuing his mission on sharing the cure with the rest of the world. Now, here's my big question. Yes. And I guess that ties into it. Did they die of cancer or of his treatment? Ooh, well, that's up to you to determine. Because if he says, oh, I still have the cure and he brings people, it could mean that he actually believes he does have the cure, but maybe they weren't strong enough for his treatment. Or something. I mean, crazy comes in all kinds of flavors. <laughs> and this guy sounds like he's the wrong flavor of Yeah, crazy. he's like the black licorice. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, he's... Okay, so here's the thing. Here's another thought I just had, and I did not even go into to find out the answer. But if you already had cancer... I guess depending on the cancer, it doesn't just go away. So would you have already died from it anyway if the cure didn't work? So was it already a death sentence? And then, I mean, his cures didn't help. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, was there a kind of cure? I guess they could have removed tumors at the time, depending on the Yeah, I mean, surgery but, was it, but yeah. they, the big issue is they they were still in their infancy of understanding what cancer was. Exactly, yeah. So they wouldn't even be able to tell... I mean, some things they might have even misdiagnosed and said, we think this is cancer because that would kind of just fall under these broad symptoms that they didn't quite understand. Right. Or, yeah, it was kind of a mess. But yeah. Amazing that they could cure something so early and even knowing <laughs> what the issue is. Well, he really believed it, I suppose. So if that wasn't crazy enough, by the way, he did actually end up partnering with a guy named John Hoaxy. Hoaxy. <laughs> I, like, cannot make this up. Oh, I was hearing it with a um, K. No, no, no. It's like H-O-X. Are you serious? S-E-Y. To you can't make this stuff lobby up, and promote the cure for cancer. <laughs> John fucking hoaxy, man. I don't even know him. So the cure consisted of corn silk, watermelon seed, clover, water, and carbolic acid. They also amped up their viewpoint by discrediting actual doctors by calling them, quote, educated fools, end quote, and saying that the MD stands for more dough. So <laughs> this this form of misdirection sounds shockingly familiar. I mean, these I just days, feel like it? it, you know, it's cyclical here. He was also anti-Semitic. So if you didn't already hate the guy, here's another reason. <laughs> the nail in that coffin. <laughs> Eventually, Iowa was done with his crazy as well, and he was driven out of town, still needing to have a hospital and administer his cure. He finally settled at the Crescent Hotel. There, he moved all his patients for further treatment. He also continued to advertise that the resort would cure people from cancer and that now he had the perfect cure. Mm. So he said, I don't know, I guess the cure wasn't really the cure, but now it's the cure. That was just beta. This is the cure plus now with more cure. Yeah, that was beta. We're we're good now. Okay. This cure has what plants crave. <laughs> 
So just some of the treatments, a lot of it was not necessarily recorded, which is not shocking because if it was an actual functioning hospital, there would have been more records and, and whatever. So we don't really know exactly what went on, but here's just one taste of the things that people talked about. So if it depended what kind of cancer you had and how the treatment or the cure would have been administered on your body. Sure. So some people would have drank it, but other people, like if it was brain cancer, Baker would peel back their scalp. Oh my God. And then pour the hot liquid directly inside. The liquid that's made out of watermelon and carbolic acid and, and cloves. cloves and watermelon seed and something else. Yeah. So that was just, and then he just sew you back up. So it wasn't necessarily gentle either. So even if it didn't work, it wasn't like, oh, I just drank it. It didn't work. No BD. But they fucking, (laughs) it's just, you know, it was pretty aggressive. So I'm finding this horrifying because many of you listeners don't know, but I have, I've had skin cancer Mm -hmm. and I had to have it removed and it was right below my eye. Uh, Like, like one of the more sensitive areas. What would you say, like half an inch below my eye? Um, yeah, like about. So I'm just imagining him trying to pour this boiling hot acid into my eye, being like, <laughs> let it soak up in there. Oh, uh, no. This is bothering me. Yeah, it's really, it's, it is disturbing. I mean, obviously. So uh, obviously many people died under Baker's care. To hide his failures, he would hide the bodies like somewhere, usually in some sort of freezer or whatever, and then later remove them to, to burn them. So he was trying to hide that he he was killing people. Right, because, so here's the thing. He didn't want the media to find out, because since he hyped up so much his cure, the media was actually waiting for the first patient to announce their their success, like the cure. They're like, oh, we can't wait to make a story on this. was Was he hiding the bodies out of pride, or was he wanting to make sure he could just get more money? Oh, he was money hunger, which is ironic because usually he kept saying how doctors were like, MD stands for Mordo, but he's over here, you know, scamming people. Well, that's that's how most people who lie are, remember. Right, yeah. The people who uh, seem the most against something tend to be the people who suffer from the most. Like whenever you have like politicians who are saying things like, we need to ban pornography from the internet, you can guarantee and then you they find might out... have the biggest porn hard drive you've ever heard of. And, you know, and just... I'm not even going to get into that. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's just move on from that. Uh, and to this guy who who is insane. So what he would actually do when the media was very curious about their success stories, he would say, oh, well, uh, this patient is very private. They would appreciate their privacy. They just want to go home, which actually makes sense. However... Uh, families would end up writing letters to the hospital as well. You know, just, how are you doing, <laughs> you Bill? You haven't returned my yeah, family member it's, yet. It's been a while. And Baker would forge letters writing them back, posing as their family members. Eventually, this led to his arrest in 1940 for mail fraud. I think that was the only thing they can really get him on, because they really realized that he was kind of a quack, but at the same time... You need evidence. You well, I mean, I don't know what they, I don't know what the laws were at the time. Mm-hmm. Could you accuse someone of malpractice at the time? I'm not sure. And what constituted malpractice? Yeah, because yeah. people, and he never said maybe it wasn't medicine. Maybe it was like other alternative things. And you can't, if people want to go, they'll just go. You can't. I don't know. Anyway, point being, he went to jail, but only served four years. So, oh well. And at least hurt his reputation, unless he changes his name and runs. Yeah, so it did actually hurt his reputation, because when he went to prison, um, I think that's basically was the end of it. And there was not an owner until 1946. So I think that would have been six years after his arrest. Sure. So that I don't want to like end the story there with Baker. There's so much more to it. And I will resurface some of the history, because that comes back up. It becomes relevant. Obviously, okay. to the okay. ghost stories. So I'll let you know more about it later. But right now, we're going to move on. To the next owners, who were, I think, were one, two, three, four, four people that ended up purchasing the property, and they wanted to kind of convert it back to a hotel, and I think they did for a little while. However, the building caught fire in 1967 and almost burned down completely, and since that happened, they kind of just abandoned the project. The smoldering pile. Right. The <laughs> the smoldering pile. And it remained vacant until 1997 when finally Marty and Elise Roenick 
purchased the Crescent Hotel for $1.3 million, which a property okay, that big... Okay, so it was more than just almost completely burned down to buy that, unless the land is massive. Yeah, so I think it has a pretty uh, sizable property, and I don't know what happened after, but like from what I understand, it went from the fire to these people. I don't know if the city did anything about it, but whatever. And you said 1.3? Yeah. And that's in 1997 In 1997. Which, <laughs> yeah. which had a pretty high pog ratio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how much that is in pogs, sir. I need to know pogs language. So, yeah, they, they restored the hotel, these new owners, which only, I won't say only, but they, it took six years, which is a long time. So I'm guessing because of the fire, they did try to restore it, and, and good for them. And they have maintained and preserved the hotel ever since. Now, Marty unfortunately died in a car crash in 2009, but Elise is still the owner. So back in 1997, when they first purchased the property, they had two mediums come to do a reading. Was that because they were experiencing weird stuff and they had to bring the mediums? Or do you think they bought it because they thought it was haunted? So the owners were, one, really, they were aware of its history. Okay. And two, there had already been some stories about paranormal experiences. So they just wanted, they wanted to know what was going on as best as they could. Now, during the session, the mediums agreed that there was a portal to the other side. They also said that it's a, quote, dimension that holds spirits of the dead and can be accessed by those on the same frequency as ghosts, end quote. Uh So that's kind of cool. Now, on February 5th, 2019, while people were working on extending the parking lot, a discovery was made by the hotel's landscaper. Oh, no. (laughs) Are they the graves of some of the cancer patients? Uh, no. So that's, no, not that. (laughs) Okay. But, (laughs) so she saw that there were some strange-looking bottles buried in the property. Since she was familiar with the hotel's past, she called the tour guide manager to help her identify these items. When the manager saw it, he immediately recognized them as a bottle shown in Baker's old promotional pictures for his cure of cancer campaigns. Are these bottles still filled with fluid? Some of them, yes. Interesting. Yeah. So after the discovery, any further renovations were placed on hold because uh, they wanted archaeologists to come in and, and unearth a lot of these. But then they said, well, call the police first because we want to make sure it's not a crime scene. So once they got the okay, they were like, okay, we'll come in and actually excavate. And they did. So in total, they found 400 bottles. Holy crap. Around, like more or less. I was thinking and there would be like 10 bottles that he's like, oh, no. I couldn't use. And so being archaeologists, they're going to be very thorough. So they said 400 bottles, but not all of them were intact. They were just able to estimate based on sure. the pieces. And some of them were sharp, some of them were broken, blah, blah, blah. But like you said, some of them were intact. And some of them were empty. Some of them contained human specimen. Wait, what? Yeah. And then others were containing the supposed cure for cancer. What do you mean by like human specimen? You mean like some blood or they like had bits of humans? Sometimes they were like, sorry if you guys are squeamish, but like tumors or or chunks of flesh because they were processing or are they trying to find out? They were like doing tests on people. And so that's kind of where I was trying to talk about the horrific, unfortunate situations that were happening to these patients when they went to the hospital. Hospital, I'm using that term loosely right now. And while they were also unearthing this, they also found an old saw that was evident that had been used to cut off body parts. You didn't even clean the saw? I don't... <laughs> this is the worst hospital ever. Yeah, well, I, I can't say that they were sanitary. You know, like... I prepared vegetables today for food with a knife, right? I mean, I guess. And I I cleaned my knife and everything. I'm pretty sure if an archaeologist found my knife, he wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, he used this for tomatoes and peppers. Yeah. It's because you clean it. They they left the human bits on the saw and said, and now we're going to bury it outside. I don't know how much human bits. You know, I don't know if it was naked to the human eye, but whatever. Yeah. They were assuming maybe even. This is gross. It is pretty gross. So this was a really good discovery in the end for the history of the hotel because it did actually bring to light that the rumors that was once in place about the procedures and and the horrifying things that happened while Baker was there, it's now true. Like, they're like, wow, this really did happen. We now have physical evidence. And and that's part of history. 
Another thing that I thought was really funny, I read this in a, in a different article about when the property was first being pro- uh, purchased, the owners were told that everything that was previously in the hospital had been properly disposed of, but that was obviously a lie. Not true. <laughs> like, anyway, we just buried it in the backyard. Sorry. <laughs> so. Oh, man. <laughs> Since we just bought a house, part of me is a little concerned because we, we have slowly been finding things like well, kind of like... hidden away. So I found some things hidden away in the attic. <gasps> Nothing really? creepy. Oh. Nothing creepy, but like what was extra it? window screens and oh. and some trash. And there was a beer can up there. And Interesting. But in the backyard, we found like where the guy stored just signs and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, that was the, the little storage area in the back. Anyway, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, we have two storages in our backyard, and I I don't know why we have two big ones, but that's what the previous owners had. Yeah, it wasn't our choice. (laughs) Right, and one of them before, like two days before we were closing, we realized had all these like old slide, what are they called? Like um, slide pictures? Projector slides. Projector slides, yeah. Boxes and boxes. Boxes and boxes, and we didn't want to keep them. I have no idea what they had on them. I did not want to find out. I wasn't curious enough, and so we asked the people, we're like, look, before we close on this house, you got to get rid of these. I don't want them. I figured he was probably either uh, the, the people who lived here either traveled a lot maybe, or they were maybe professors. Yeah. But then there's always this part in the back of your mind that <laughs> imagines something either really disturbing I or really wacky. Here's the thing. it's And it's such, I can guarantee you, it's a generational thing. I think slides were fine back in the day. But now they've been used so much in horror movies that I'm like, it's always just It's meant creepy. to define someone who doesn't do things the normal way because he's like, I still have a slide projector. Yeah, you're like, what the hell? I mean, look at this show Friends. What was supposed <laughs> to be like the most horrifying thing was when Ross tried to show people his slides. slides. Yeah. And so people were like, oh my God, don't I mean, do this. Either way, even if it wasn't horrifying material, I'm sure it was really, really boring. So I didn't... <laughs> I didn't want it either way. Uh, so moving on, let's go into some of the hauntings, finally. This is where we were headed the whole time. This is, this is what we were here for, people. And now that I'm looking at the time, I actually think we need to take a break. Oh, absolutely. And I'm so sorry. It, it's only two seconds to you guys, but... I've been holding back on my licorice so you guys didn't have to hear my smack in this hound. So I need to get my licorice on. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, I got a little bit of licorice in me, and she's poured another one of her little drinks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to save that for a little bit later. Maybe, how about you let me know when you feel the moment. I can't have you getting too hopped up on booze. You got a story to tell me. I have a whole (laughs) bunch of stuff to tell you guys, and I'm only on page three of, like, I don't even know how many, and this is now, from here on out, haunted stuff. So let's get into it. The good stuff. The good stuff. Now, the first haunting I'm going to tell you about is Morris the cat. Now, there was a cat that used to live on the premises. It was a tabby. And while he lived a very long life, from what I understand, it was like 21 years, he passed away. Damn, that is a long time for a it cat. It is a very... You know, we always talk about dog years, but I don't know if anyone mentions cat years. I thought most cats only made it like 12 to 14 years, but you know no, what? No, uh, that's not... I thought they were like sometimes in their 20s for sure. Man shows what little i know i mean i've never owned a cat but that's i've what taken I care of a lot of cats house sitting but i've never <laughs> owned a cat either they don't tell you how old they are <laughs> i ask Trust oh really me, I okay ask. so um he was very beloved and and taken care of so to this day is the reason why people think he still roams the property now you're like okay so there's tons of cats everywhere maybe it's just a random cat however this cat also likes to rub his body against you and you feel like a furriness somewhere. Interesting. And when he's feeling feisty, he'll jump on your lap like a cat, except you can't see him. But you can like feel it. You in can your lap? literally feel this cat on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's kind of cool. Though. It's so cute. I know. I love cats. It's a little jarring, I think, if when it happens, but when you're like, oh, it's just a ghost cat, and then you can kind of get over it. When he's angry, does he jump on tables and just push the glasses off? <laughs> so it's like a ghost just pushing off glasses. Now, see, I think that's what that they should take that in consideration when things fly off the shelf. They're like, <laughs> it could be the cat. It could be the ghost cat. <laughs> 
So um, I'm going to go into some of the rooms that are haunted, some of the hot spots. All right. Now in room 212 is uh, used to be an in-house doctor's room, and his name was John Friedman Ellis. And he, I guess he used to use it as a smoking room. A lot of people did. Mm-hmm. But he specifically, full apparition, will sometimes appear in that room, and you'll see him smoking his cherry pipe, and he'll be sitting on a chair. And sometimes people just smell the tobacco yeah. and then eventually fade away. So sometimes it's just like a smell, but sometimes you see this dude sitting on his chair, smoking his pipe. <laughs> now, room 218, which is also known as Michael's room. While the hotel was being built, an Irish stonemason named Michael was working a couple of floors up on the side of the building outside. Sure. And that's when he saw a very attractive woman walking by. So he decided to get her attention, but lost his footing and fell to his death. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't land on the ground, however. Instead, he landed on what would be known as room 218. Oh, so so the room is where he died, but it wasn't a room yet? Right. So it, it was going to be a room. It was still being constructed. And then he died falling into that room. Now, in no way meaning to make any less of this poor guy's death right (laughs) i'm pretty sure most women who've been catcalled by construction workers are pretty okay with him dying like that's what should happen to all of them looking at him drop dead and then it (laughs) fucking happens oh my god she's like i must use this power for good i know uh well so it's believed that his spirit lingers there and one of the identifying factors that they related to it being Michael is that sometimes he likes to still catcall women (laughs) and grab their butts. He didn't learn his lesson. (laughs) He didn't learn anything. (laughs) What a jerk. I know. He's like, it was me being a sucky person that led to my death. I'm going to continue to be a sucky person in death. Well, I guess at this point he's like, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to die? No, he's already dead. (laughs) Oh. So did you pinch my butt? No, I was a ghost. <laughs> so, are we high? <laughs> <laughs> we are not. We are not, which is hilarious. Like, I have no idea what's wrong with this. It's day. just really late right now. I think I know. it's like 2 a.m. when we're recording this I right think, now. Yeah, I think we're just delirious, really, is <laughs> happening. So, he also likes to pull pranks on people. Like, things like he'll, uh, the lights and the TV will turn on and off at random order. He'll also turn the volume way up or way down while you're watching TV. Loud banging sounds on the wall or the headboard would happen often. Now, he'll also tie curtains and towels into knots. So he's really making everything inconvenient at this point. He's just mischievous. He's very mischievous, yeah. And sometimes when the weather is really hot, he'll turn down the AC. And when the weather's really cold, he'll turn down the heater. So for me, like if he does that in the cold, I'm like, you're basically trying to kill me. I, that's a threat to me. <laughs> trying to kill me? Are you trying to kill me? I can freeze to death in here. Like I'm always cold. So that's a big deal for me. Now he also pulls pranks on staff. Like sometimes he'll try, or for example, if someone's trying to make the bed and then you, you know, kind of lift the sheets up, mm-hmm. he'll like pull them out of your hand so you can't make the bed. Um, he'll also hide cleaning supplies and stuff so while you're trying to like you go back to your cart and it's like somewhere else in the room and you're like what the hell so it just takes people longer to like do what they do yeah i'm not really a fan of michael at this point so yeah so don't hang out in that room don't hang out 218 not 218 what was it (laughs) thought it was 218 oh i think it was you're right 218 because the other one was 212 yeah 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 that's the first one so 218 avoid that one now on a kind of darker note People have seen hands come out of the bathroom mirror that's reaching out to them. That's yeah, a little... Uh... Goosebumpsy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, others would hear what sounds like a man falling from above, hearing the screams getting louder and louder until the sounds reached the room and then stopped abruptly. <laughs> that would scare the shit out of me, I think. Now, there was one guest that it was reported by the, you know, because they actually do record a lot of the stuff that happens in the hotel. Yeah, it's like yeah. in their archives. Now, one of the things that the hotel said is that a guest had run out of the room screaming, claiming that he saw blood splattered all over the walls. 
oh, that's messed up. Yeah, and when they went to investigate, because obviously they're very concerned about this, and there was nothing. So it's just, yeah, it's one of those, like, reoccurring kind of things, and then also Michael messing with them. Or he he made it somehow manifest. I, I don't know. So, That'd be horrifying to wake up and see blood splattered everywhere. I don't even know if he woke up. He could have just walked in the room. It wasn't specified. But if you wake up to that, yeah, I'd be terrified. I'm like, did I kill someone in my sleep? I was pretty sure I don't sleepwalk. <laughs> so, yeah. You're I'll more get- concerned about sleepwalking <laughs> than who did I kill isn't your first thought. It's like, I'm pretty sure I don't sleepwalk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Now, also in room 218, it used to be an office of a doctor that worked with Baker. And people described him as wearing 1930s style clothing. So he, he is a full apparition. Oh, okay. Guests have woken up in the middle of the night just to see him staring back at them and then disappear. So he's a lot more creepy, this 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 ghost. He'll also pull the covers off of you while you're sleeping and then throw them across the room. Sometimes he's described as having glowing eyes. If he's feeling particularly active, he'll even shake you awake. In some encounters, the doctor will wait until you're just about to fall asleep and then shake you awake. Hmm. He'll do this multiple times throughout the night. That's messed up. He's so mean. He's yeah. a jerk. He's a, yeah, he's a jerk. Especially since he was a doctor back in the day, torturing people. Double jerk. Okay, so room 419. It's also referred to as Theodora's room. Now, Theodora was believed to be a cancer patient. People have seen her fumble with her keys right outside the room, trying to get inside. Guests have been woken up to see that their clothes have been neatly folded or other items put away. So that's kind of oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, she, right? She's kind of pleasant. Now, when people see her, is she wearing period clothing? Um. So sometimes they've seen her kind of like, oh, I think it was period clothing. I didn't write that down. It's I, also I, being I, like patient gowns i guess i mean i don't know what kind of gowns they would wear because it was like a health center the yeah, way it wasn't kinda... quite a hospital right in more ways than one so I don't, maybe they were allowed to wear their clothes if they wanted to people have also felt her brush past uh, them while they're standing sometimes she's introduced herself as a cancer patient so if they, you see her she's like hi i'm a cancer patient here at the hospital and, sure. then, and then disappear you're like what the hell um, people have also heard her whisper in their ear, how are you doing? Which I think is kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people need to hear that, even though it's a disembodied voice. But it's nice that not all ghosts are Right. She's pricks. like, what's up? What, what, what you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the TAPS team, and TAPS is all caps, it's, it's a acronym. TAPS and CAPS? TAPS and CAPS. <laughs> yes. Uh, from the show Ghost Hunters, stayed at the hotel for an investigation in 2013. That was my favorite show. I think I've said that like a hundred times already, but that's my jam. It's got that guy, right? The voice. No, that's Ghost Hunt. Uh, blah, blah. What is it? Ghost Adventures. Okay, I can't keep them all track. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost something or other. <laughs> no, this one. I feel like this is the OG. This is um, in my heart, the best show ever. So while the team was setting up for the night. Grant, one of the lead investigators, realized that he had forgotten his laptop and went to retrieve it in his room, or from his room, which was Theodora's room. And when he opened the door, he realized that something was blocking the door. He gave another hard push and saw that on the ground was his laptop, still in his case. Now, no one was in the room as well, like that was confirmed. And he specifically remembered leaving the laptop open on the table near the TV. Mm. So it was actually, again, Theodora putting it away neatly in the case and then putting it in front of the door, almost anticipating or even, I don't want to say spying on him because he was staying in that room, like following him around maybe and then realizing, oh, he needs his laptop. I want to point out that we're talking about like a ghost that's 70 years old. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, She's oh, a grandma. Yeah, it's like, this is a computer that needs to be put away. She wouldn't know what it is. She's like, what but is this? But she would have seen him take it out and, and whatever. I guess. You know, she's just a little, she's a little creeper, but, but that's okay. You're implying like learning behavior. I don't know. Over time, if, if it was an active, like reactive ghost, then over the years, she would have actually 
been able to see the advances and stuff. It's not like a residual or like, you know, those uh, reoccurring kind of ghosts where they're like, I don't care what year it is. I'm going to keep picking up this cup and drinking it. No, she's like doing different things every time. Okay. I just... This is where we are in our in our podcast, Chase. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think the guy was a liar on the show. I'm just Ooh, saying it. How dare you? So anyway, because of this incident, Grant decided to set up cameras in there as well. And the crew captured lights going on and off and the closet actually opening on its own. Hmm. So that was shown on the show. I haven't seen the episode in a long, long, long time because I don't have Discovery. I forgot where it's at now, but, you know. Some streaming service. It's somewhere I don't pay for, and I wasn't able to watch that episode, but that's what happened. Now, on the third floor, it's common to hear a squeaking sound coming from down the hall, like a gurney being pushed. People have claimed to have actually seen a nurse pushing a gurney with a corpse inside it, (laughs) walking down the hallway, and then disappearing. These encounters often happen after 11 p.m., Now, a maintenance worker said to also have encountered something on the third floor, which um, sometime, I think it was after 11 p.m., all the washers and dryers turned on at once. Oh, that's messed up. That would be very jarring. That would be very, very loud. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. That would scare the hell out of me. Now, in the Crystal dining room, this is another big hotspot. People dressed in Victorian attire are often seen walking around and usually in the morning. Sometimes it's people dancing in their fancy clothes. There was one report of someone approaching a man dressed in a suit who was looking out the window. And they asked him, what was he doing there? And then he told him, quote, I saw the most beautiful woman there last night, and I'm waiting for her to return, end quote. Aw. Hopefully she wasn't a cancer patient. Yeah. Ooh. It could have been while, since he was in fancy clothes, I'm guessing it was. Yeah, I highly doubt they were having fancy parties when it was a cancer Like a resort back in the day, you know. So sometimes a room will be rearranged or organized or messed in some other way. Like there would be menus scattered all over the ground or the tables would all be on one side of the room. Chairs will be facing a certain direction. So they kind of really mess with the room as well, which is kind of rude. poltergeist stuff. It's very poltergeisty, Exactly. Now, let's get into the morgue, which is located in the basement. So, obviously, they didn't have a morgue when it was a hotel. No, this was well, this would have been converted at some point. So I don't know what it was when it, it was, was a hotel. It was like basement into morgue, back into basement, but we remembered. Well, it it's morgue. been preserved as a morgue. Okay. Or, like, it's not used as a morgue now, but well, it's... I figured. Right, but, it, you know, whatever. Um. <laughs> I, I think that goes high on my list of... Uh, things I won't ever do, and that's go to a hotel that has an active morgue in it. Boo. All right. <laughs> so some of the most common occurrences are the following. So full body apparitions of a man wearing a top hat. Children have been seen huddled underneath an autopsy table pleading for help. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, which, by the way, the original autopsy table is still there. What? So, yeah, they kept it in the morgue. That's really messed up. I agree. Yeah, I don't want to stay at this hotel. (laughs) No. So the bottles that I mentioned that were found earlier, you know, the ones that were buried in the... Yeah. Whatever. Now, those bottles, at least the the good ones that are still intact, are displayed in the morgue. I mean, I guess that's the right place to do it. It's the right thing to do for a good show. Especially when some of them still have floaty bits. Ew. (laughs) And fluid. So some of them have fluid. And you can also see the saw, too, if you want to. Um, Good times. The hotel also hosts ghost tours every night. And on Halloween, they do a special seance thing. There are tons of different tours that you can take. You can take late night ones, ones that go to the morgue, ones that don't. Historical tours, some for kids. And they all range in prices based on on all that stuff. I think it starts at 15 and then goes way, way up high. Sure, sure. Now, I was watching a video where a tour guide opened an old meat locker that is located in the morgue. It's where they had stored dead bodies, obviously. And he said, anyone that wants to enter this room to take a picture, go ahead. And then I'll close the door and turn off the lights. Oh. So that's an option during the tour. I think that's pretty cool. The video, like, skipped to something else. And I was really bummed because I wanted to see if anyone did it. Especially in in that tour group. You would do it. it. I would so freaking do it. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I know. our luck, you'd be in there and you'd be like trying to turn on the flash on our phone picture. You know I wouldn't be able to figure it out anyway. So like. And he'd open up and he's like, you any good pictures? And you're like, no. Close the door again. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And then they'd be mad at me because I won't leave. Um, other things that I saw on YouTube. Uh, there was this one video called Most Haunted, the Crescent Hotel Ghost Tour. If anyone's curious and wants to see it. It's actually someone recording on their phone this entire tour. It's like 46 minutes long. Holy cow. It's actually really, really cool. I skipped along because by this point I was at the end of my research and I'm like, I just need to see for reference what it is I'm talking about. Sure. And I wish I saw it a lot earlier because the guide actually talks about a lot of the stories that I told you today and so much more. And I'm like, dang, there's some good stuff in here. So you actually hear the go, and you know, the tour guides, they're so professional. They have like, I think, top tier ghost tour guides and they're super like, you know, not, I don't want to say like theatrical, theatrical or, or whatever. They're, they're very just, they're committed to the role. Well-versed. They understand the material and, and I don't know. It's a good show. It's worth it. See, I'd be down to go on the tour. I just don't want to stay at a hotel that has a morgue in the basement. But some of the tours go into the morgue. I'm okay with going into the morgue. Oh, I just don't okay. want to stay at a hotel with a morgue in the basement. I guess that's fair. I got standards. <laughs> you got fears is what I hear. Same thing. <laughs> so and now I'm going to go back to some of the more sightings. So, you know, I just want to talk about the morgue and the ghost tours and whatnot because it's kind of relevant to what I'm going to talk about next. Now, when you're at the hotel, here's some more general things that you're going to experience. Seeing orbs is actually quite often. <laughs> Finding strange anomalies in your pictures is also common. Like I've always wanted to see something like that in person. Yeah, so it's usually like a black smoky mass or a white smoky mass kind of thing that you see in your pictures that is so not supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, we don't have old timey cameras anymore. And it doesn't look anymore. like a traditional development error or anything no, like that. No, no. Yeah. It's on your phone. What development error? <laughs> you know? So, you know, there's that. And there's also a little girl around four years old that has been seen bouncing a ball. It's believed that her name is Becky, and she's the four-year-old girl that had died there at the hospital um, when she had some sort of appendicitis complication thing. Something that the tour guides have noticed after the bottles had been dug up and then put on display is that guests have commented on seeing more black shadowy figures in the morgue as well as increases of cold spots or feeling like they're being touched so they actually get touched and this was something that the tour guides eventually started like like realizing after the bottles were unearthed started happening a lot more just increasing activity yeah like something something crazy is going on so you're telling me those floating bits are haunted so either the floating bits are haunted or the atmosphere in the hotel was disturbed by the bottles and Mm. and we're not cool with it i'm going with haunted floating bits okay (laughs) that'll be the title of our episode (laughs) haunted pulp ew (laughs) it's like the grossest thing you said to me ever but i do think haunted floating bits (laughs) We'll see what we pick as the title. Um, So Mr. Baker has been spotted at the hotel as well. His apparitions have most often seen in the recreation room, which is located in the basement. He's usually hanging out at the foot of the stairs, dressed in purple or in a purple shirt and wearing a white linen suit. He often is portrayed or like when people describe him, they say that, yeah, he looked really confused and unsure of where he was. So I feel like he's kind of like a, I don't know, like kind of like limbo maybe. Sure, sure. Which I'm like, good. <laughs> now, to speak of the purple shirt that he was wearing, apparently he was really obsessed with purple completely. Like when he did some some like cosmetic renovations into the resort that he was building, everything was lilac. He would wear purple suits. He had purple cars. I mean, if you didn't already know he was pretty eccentric, this was just another feature that Take he had. Take it to extreme. He's like the yeah. Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except I prefer the Joker running the show, so I don't know what that says about me. Anyway, when the building was a conservatory for young women, a woman did die when she fell from the balcony. Now, it's uncertain whether she was pushed or she jumped. 
but guests have reported hearing screaming falling from that exact area. Hmm. Yeah. Now, the chef who worked at the hotel has two strange encounters, and these are like, this is like a an article that I read. I think it was in 2016 or 2017. Okay. So, I don't know if he still works there, but he was a chef there. And one of them was one morning when he was preparing food for the day, he saw a little boy with pop bottle glasses staring back up at him and then started skipping around the room and then eventually disappear. On another day, while getting ready for opening and everything, he said, quote, all of the pots and pans came flying off the hooks. Oh. Yeah, that's that's messed up. The first one was like, maybe he actually did see a kid. The kid was just really good at hiding. (laughs) But the second one, I'm like, that that one's a little messed up. Some say he's still hiding. (laughs) Now he is a ghost. (laughs) He is a ghost. So I'm going to talk about just some personal experiences that I was able to find that I thought were really fun. Are these TripAdvisor reviews? No, actually, (laughs) I didn't go to TripAdvisor. I was thinking about it, but there was just so much material. I don't even think I could. I couldn't fit it all, man. I just couldn't. So one of the tour guides uh, at some point approached the general manager, Jack Moyer, that he was getting concerned that multiple people from different tour groups over time have fainted at the exact same spot for no explanation whatsoever. When the like tour, the same place in the hotel. Yeah, the exact same spot. That is People weird. kept fainting. Now, when the tour guide explained the location, Moyer was taken aback or and revealed to the tour guide that when the two mediums were hired to do the reading on the building, they stated that that very location he described was the entrance to the portal they claimed existed. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. This spot is located right above the entrance of the morgue. So the morgue is below level and then this would have been right above it. Sure. So where they said it was. Now, over the years, this phenomena was had continued to be a problem. So some people just start to feel faint, like kind of turn pale sure, sure. and need a second to compose themselves, while others straight up faint. Now, despite their physical, physically strong reaction to this, guests still continue on with the tour. So there's no, like like I said, they kind of get over it and they're like, I'm fine yeah, now. Yeah, just feeling just, a little uneasy. But it's the exact, boom, same spot. A little bit of portal sickness. It's okay, yeah, walk it <laughs> off. <laughs> He's a, These are the people who are sensitive, and I think they should really take into account that, you know, maybe they there's more to them than they realized before. So here's another story. This is from the actual tour guide, and I, mm. I'm i just going to read the quote that sure, he said sure. his, from his perspective. He says, at the conclusion of one of our nightly tours, two ladies, sisters, stopped me to ask a question. The blonde-haired lady asked me why I didn't introduce the gentleman who was sitting in the rocking chair during my opening of the tour. Oh, but there was no one in the rocking chair, <laughs> am I right? Spoilers. I looked at her and told her there was no one sitting in the rocking chair. Her sister laughed and said, that's what I told her. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. The blonde sister went on to say that he was wearing a three-piece brown suit, a rounded hat, and then he smiled, laughed, and rocked all during my opening comments, end quote. And so she wasn't at least partially alarmed that the guy was wearing a very atypical to the time suit. But see, here's the thing. I think it was because she was like, I bet you he's part of the tour, but she's not going to interrupt the tour guide and be like, who's that guy right here? Right here. I'm looking right at him. No, you're just going to be like, oh, it's a theatrical. You know, you're in this grand hotel. It's beautiful. They're going to shell out for a cool actor. I just love that the sister's like, that's what I told her. And I'm like, ooh. Because it's no longer like an act where they actually had a guy. Right. And they have everyone in charge saying, we didn't we didn't see anyone. Her sister's like, there was no one She's like, there. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's no one there. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, my sister's kind of an idiot. <laughs> oh, that's what V says to me all the time. <laughs> So here's a story, like a like a direct story from a guest from their perspective. Um, they said, I captured a lot of different orbs on my camera phone, but I had one orb seen by my naked eye. Basically, like, kind of attack me. <laughs> <laughs> it came from across the room down in the morgue and zigzagged at me, then flew behind me. It made me feel very uncomfortable. Plus, I got super cold. <laughs> a few... <laughs> Did you write this? This sounds like you talking. Nope, that's why I kept it. Plus, I got super cold. I was like, is this me? (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
A few seconds later, it appeared again, coming from behind me, traveling back across the room straight at me. However, the second time, it stopped and was just like hovering in front of me and it was checking me out and then eventually disappeared. End quote. <laughs> I just love the description because I feel like it's so ridiculous. It has to be true. <laughs> like, I can totally see this happening to that this person. That was totally checking me out. I mean, I was looking real cute, Did you so I see get that? it. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I don't know. It was probably the way I read it, but that's how I read it when I first read it. So here we are. <laughs> gonna smack that Orbeau <laughs> shit bag. Whore. <laughs> I hope you guys know what we're talking about. It's like the oldest video on YouTube. Anyway. Otherwise, you guys think we're just insane. I mean, they probably already think that, so it's fine. <laughs> just add it to the list. So here's my last story. One spring afternoon, a couple checked into the hotel. When they received the key, they took the elevator to the second floor. There, they were met with a man dressed in Victorian attire and was asked if they needed any assistance. The couple said yes, and they were led to the room 221. The man opened the door for them, and the couple walked inside. They noticed that the man stood at the doorway and tilted his head back and forth. The couple quickly realized that they hadn't tipped him, so they went over to grab some cash. But when they looked back, the man was gone. Hmm. The couple just assumed, I guess he left. No big deal. The next day, when they returned to their room, they discovered that their key didn't work. So they went to the front desk to get some assistance. After hearing their strange story, the front desk person was very confused and said, this card key is telling me that it's for room 321, not 221. Mm. And that the man that they had described didn't work at the hotel. So they were led into a room that wasn't theirs. That's messed up. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell no. That's not ghost stuff to yeah. you. That's like creeper. Yeah, it's like, were they watching? Was he watching him now? He's like, yeah, come into this one. I'm in here. Yeah, you don't want to get sold into the sex trade. <laughs> oh, God. By going into the wrong room. I mean, I wasn't thinking that, but that's even scarier now. Yeah, that's like the most terrifying thing I can think of. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, uh, there's just tons and tons of story. We're already, from what I'm seeing on our computer, it's been an hour. It's probably going to be edited down from there, but it's so much information, and I barely scratched the surface, and I hope you guys at least, like, maybe want to see some YouTube videos. There's some cool stuff out there that you can get your own, like, like piece of information, but I hope I did it justice, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Well... I want to go on the ghost tour. Yeah. And I want to see the bottles and the floaty bits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see where the portal is. Do you think they tell you where the portal is on the tour? They do. Okay, they're like, yeah. this is the portal, and I'll push you into it and see if you think. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I hit my head, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to push you that hard. I was going to do, like, a gentle little husbandly shove. A husbandly shove, <laughs> I not, hope. Not like I'm going to push you into a wall right or now, something awful. Someone's calling the cops. Just yeah, right. <laughs> No, I meant just like a little nudge, nudge into the portal. I didn't yeah. mean like I was going to like <laughs> commit domestic violence. You're like, take her, <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, so I want to see, uh, I want to see the hotel. I'm not interested in staying there, though. I would love to stay there, but I also respect that you don't. I, it is a very haunted hotel. It's like top rated. I'll, I'll make a deal with you. If you can find something worth doing near it in Arkansas... Into the forest? Yeah, I was like, you find something interesting we're doing near it where that hotel staying there makes sense, maybe we'll do it. All right. But I'm pretty sure... I'll figure it out. I'm pretty sure we're going to be driving through, do a tour, and just keep driving. Well, from, from what I understand, it's like a spa now, too. So mm. it's, it's really what people go there for. So a lot of times you're not actually staying there. You're just visiting for a day thing or like this kind of like really ultra no, relaxing. I mean, that makes sense. Usually you want like a skin cleanse and a nice massage followed by a haunting. Yes. That's my dream. <laughs> as soon as you get a massage and you're relaxed, they're like, bam. <laughs> <laughs> bam. <laughs> and that's how they make their Retest. money. <laughs> yeah. And you have to pay for another massage. I mean, it's you can go in there. It's like, can I get the haunting first? So you can call me after it's like, it don't work that way here. I request a haunting first. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean... Well, awesome story. I never I never heard of the Crescent Hotel. Yeah. Like I said, the name is just a coincidence. But Nothing to do seem, with Moon Knight. It does seem that it spent most of its time as a hotel. Start as a hotel, finish as a hotel. Right. Just had a small little blip when a crazy guy's <laughs> like, I can cure cancer here. A very impactful and he, blip. And yeah. he couldn't do it. Nope. 
No, yeah, he did impactful not. impactful enough that it seemed to have caused all this haunting. Yeah, exactly. Because none of the hauntings... Well, you know, they did say people in Victorian clothing, and that would have been before he was doing his cancer Yeah, treatments, right? so there is... Like I said, in the... I think it was called the Crystal Dining Room, yep. and people would be dancing and stuff. So I don't know. Like, you know, it, but... Again, there's a portal, so there's this idea that it's just going to generate a lot of activity yeah, in general. Yeah, not, not necessarily always people who died or had an experience during the cancer era. Right, exactly. Well, so, interesting. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it, too. Um, and I just want to say uh, thank you all for joining us today. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Sorry that we weren't there to greet you earlier this week because it's a little late. And I also want to take a quick second and say that I really, really appreciate you guys. And it's been so much fun doing this show. And I know that a lot of you have been here since the beginning. I feel like I don't take a lot of time to like express this and and how much I, I don't know. Like I just, I seriously, seriously thank you. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But now if this is your first episode with us, uh, welcome. And I hope you stick around for next week and also listen to our past episodes. We got some really cool stories in my opinion um all about, of my stories are great yeah obviously so you know if you want to skip to the second half chase has <laughs> got got it going on now if you guys want to write to us with your own personal spooky story or a topic suggestion please do so at hotwpodcast at gmail.com and as we always say if you find yourself having a work week hangover or <clears throat> a different kind of hangover <laughs> well don't worry because the best cure for a hangover is fear bye